Today we're going to begin Malachas um, Malicha, and um, to introduce that, I'll give an overview of just the five parts of the Rat Malicha, as the way they laid out in Shulchan Aruch. Um, the first step is called Hadach Rishayna, otherwise known as Shriya, which is you soak the meat <coughs> in water for 30 minutes. Um, afterwards, the second step is your Metaftef, the Mayim, you let the water that's on the drip off um, before you put the salt onto it, so that way you won't uh, make the salt too wet. The third step is to do the actual Malicha, the salting, <coughs> which means is you cover the meat on all sides with, with a coarse salt. Excuse me, and then you place the meat with its salt on it into a container or onto a surface that has holes in it so that all the uh, blood that comes out can drip out. <coughs> and it sits like that for 60 minutes. Um, then you do what's called niputz or, or shitov, depending on shitov, how you call it, to bang or you rinse the meat to get off the, the biggest pieces of salt. And then you do the last part is three final hadachas, gim hadachas achrenus, three final hadachas, you rinse or you submerge the meat in water three times to get off the salt with the blood that's on it. Now, um, these, these steps, um, get all the, all the blood that's usher comes out through a little bit. We've spoke that in the past about which dam is usher, and that blood which is usher comes off through this, these steps. Um, and um, we will, <coughs> we, we will talk about these different steps that there are to the malicha, and then we'll talk uh, eventually about a, a, a different way to get the blood out, which is through broiling, which is done for livers commonly, um, and how that's a different way to get blood out. But before we get to that, um, this time and the next time, we're going to speak about um, things that are relate, things that are connected to malicha in that they could, there are other parts of the process that could affect how malicha is done or have something to do with the malicha. And one will be the next time, which is we're going to speak about if you, uh, if the meat comes into contact with hot water or steam, um, before the malicha happens, then that might make it impossible to do malicha afterwards. It might ruin it, the meat in such a way that you can't do malicha afterwards. And sort of as a uh, preparation for that, we're going to speak about some different things today about water temperatures. Um, first, about other parts of the process, but eventually within the malicha itself, the temperatures of the water that are used for malicha. For, used for malicha. Okay, so we're going to start with something that's a little bit away from malicha and then make our way back to the malicha portion. And that is like this. The Gemara says that if you have an animal that is, the lung is making an unusual noise, when you inflate the lung, it makes an unusual noise. So the Gemara says you have to test to, make, to find out if there's a hole in there. If there's a hole in the lung, then the animal would be a trafer. And the noise that you're hearing is a, potentially indicates that there's a hole over there. So what you do is you put a, some liquid onto, that, onto the area where the noise is coming from, and then you inflate it again. And, we, and if the noise continues, that tells you that there was a hole over there. Um, and, I'm sorry, if there are bubbles there, that tells you there was a hole all the way through. And if not, then it tells you that the hole doesn't go all the way through, and the animal is or is not a trafer, depending on what you find. Now, if you know where the hole is, the Kamar says, the, the person who's checking could put some saliva onto it. You just need a small amount of liquid onto, on the place where the, where the noise or the suspected hole is. So you put a little bit of saliva onto that spot, and that's, that will let you know whether it there's a hole there. But what happens if you're not sure where the hole is? So, well, you can't cover the whole thing with saliva. That's not realistic. So the Gemara says, um, you put the whole lung into water, inflate it again, and then, again, look for the noise and see whether, I'm sorry, look, look for the bubbles and see whether there's bubbles, which is, would tell you if there is or is not a hole in the lung. And the Gemara says, when you do that, you have to make sure you put the lung into mayim potion, or more than mayim shuri, into lukewarm water. Because if you put the water, <coughs> if the water is too hot or too cold, then that might ruin, ruin it. Like the Ramah says, <coughs> that if you put it into water which is too cold, um, the lung can become uh, constricted, and it will be 
it will then you will, the hole that was there will be will be artificially closed up, and you won't be able to see where the animals are trained. To the point that the Ramah says that if you did it, then if you put it to cold water, you can't ever check again afterwards. You've ruined this lung, and it can't be checked afterwards. Okay. Now, the Gemara says this this idea about using <coughs> excuse me this test and the mind push him for this very specific kind of issue that it's looking for. Um, but we, we, uh, we assume that, that the same thing is done for when we do the regular Badigas Chutz, we've spoken about in the past, um, that the Badigas uh, checking to see if, if there are holes, or if he's taken something off, and he wants to see maybe there's a hole underneath the spot, you know, the, the, the rear or the, or the, or the circle that he, that he pulled off. So he inflates it, and he puts water onto there, and... Um, he wants to see if there's a hole there, so we call him Ficha. So we, uh, over there also, we say he should use Mayim Poishrim, like the Gemara says, in order to make sure that he would know if there's a hole there, or and wouldn't be, the water wouldn't ruin his ability to see the hole. Okay, so now, what temperature should this water be? When the Gemara says it should be Mayim Poishrim, it should be lukewarm water. Well, what does that mean? Well, one hint we have is, <coughs> the Gemara says, you could use saliva. Because saliva is at you know body temperature, so give or take 100 degrees Fahrenheit. Um, so we know that that's okay to be used. Um, and Rama actually says, Rama actually says, potion um, wouldn't be warmer than body temperature. So that's like sort of our upper limit of potion is that we could have it at body temperature. But and there is one Hashkacha who insists that there by the clips, the water must be 100 degrees Fahrenheit. It needs to be at that temperature. Not, not less, so not give or take, basically at 100 degrees. Um, and they're taking it, that that's the exact temperature. It's hard to imagine that that's really accurate. Um means lukewarm. And we'll see in a second, you know, there's a little broader interpretation than just a specific temperature of saliva. Um, so we, we probably imagine something bigger than that. There's an average lukewarm temperature that we're looking for, which will qualify as Poishim. Um, so... Um, the Shach tells you if you want to know how much is Pashim, you go look in Hilchasni, there's a different Gemara, and that Gemara teaches us about what water is considered Mayim Pashim. Or we could see from there how much is Mayim Pashim. What does the Gemara there say? The Gemara there says that Damnida, that comes out in a solid form, I mean, it's not a liquid, it's a solid, it also is also Tame. Uh, and the way to test it, to see, well, this thing that came out, how do you know if it's Dam or something else? So the way you test it is you put it into Mayim Pashim. Um, you put it into lukewarm water, and if it dissolves, that indicates that it was really blood, and then uh, the lady's tummy, and if it doesn't dissolve, then it was not blood, and then she's tough. Um So there, in, in that din, when the Gemara says you should push him, excuse me, the rush, brought in Shulchan over there, the rush says that push him means is the temperature of river water during the summer, or of well water that you took out during the winter, um, the well water is more protected, uh, um, more protected from the outside elements. So you took it in the winter and you put it into the house and you let it warm up a little bit in the house. Okay, so the the the, the river water is much more affected by the by the temperature outside because it's you know exposed. So the river water would have to be the temp- temperature of river water in the summer, or the temperature of well water during the winter, and then give it a little time to to warm up. Okay, well what is what does that indicate? I mean, what temperature is that? Well, in the United States we have a river that goes. Basically, north to south, across, across the whole country, the Mississippi River. Um, and if we look at the hottest parts, and in the, in the, if you look in the summer temperature for that river temperature, you look, you know, the most in, in, towards the north. The government keeps track of these temperatures. It's in the mid 70s in the summer, in towards the top of the Mississippi River in Clinton, Iowa. Um, if you go down to the warmest areas near Baton Rouge, Baton Rouge in Louisiana, it's about 80 degrees. 
Okay, so that gives us a little broader. So now we see that Pershing could be not just 100 degrees, but can go down maybe as far as in the 70s, between 70 and 100 degrees. And the truth is, um, the Rush didn't live by the Mississippi River. The Rush lived in Cologne, Germany. Okay, in Cologne, Germany, there the government also keeps track of it. And, and over years and years and years, decades of temperatures, it turns out that the um, average river temperature in Cologne in the summer um, is about 68 degrees Fahrenheit. Okay, and the Rush later was like lived in Spain, where the other river temperature is about 72 degrees in the winter, um, sorry, in the summer. Um, so that tells us that again, that so maybe already into the 60s, uh, into the upper 60s, is already is also considered pressure. And again, the Rush said you could use river water in the summer. Okay, the river water in, in his neighborhood uh, was six, in, the, in the high 60s Fahrenheit in the summer. Okay, now, now, but now let's get the other thing. The, the Rush also said you could use um, water from drawn from a well in the winter and let it warm up a little bit. So, um, if we look in <coughs> um, in colder areas, um, again, Minnesota, in Minneapolis, or Wyndham, Minnesota, we use Wyndham, is, it used to be a street over there, um, so it, it's relevant what the temperatures were there, they, they, use, they use well water, um, actually they draw their water from wells, um, and over there, in the, in the winter, um, that water is between 34 and 48 degrees Fahrenheit. Um, so it says there, if you take the water out of the out of the ground and you let it warm up, that would be okay also. Now, of course, uh, Minneapolis and Wyndham are the colder parts of the country. Um, in warmer parts of the country, like in Florida, uh, the water is 75 degrees in the winter. Um, you, the, the, they also use well water in Orange County in Florida, and but their w well water is 75 degrees um, <clears throat> in the winter. So obviously, it, you know, from place to place it depends. But let's go back to our cold place, um, Minneapolis or Wyndham. Um, and we see there, there the water is in, in the 30s and 40s, high 30s and upper 40s. So, um, did an unscientific test. The Rush says, if you let the water warm up a little bit, his words are, Shamdu Ma'at Babayas, it sits a little in the house. So we took some Chicago city water. Um, that water came out of the tap at about 42 degrees um, and let it sit in the house for, and after two hours, it had gone up to about 50 degrees. So we're, we're making an unscientific uh, estimate that goes up four degrees an hour. We, um, and if we, so, so the, the Rush says if sit in the house for a short amount of time, the cold water from the well in the winter sit for a half an hour for, for a short amount of time. So we're talking about in the area of like 50-ish degrees um, that it would heat it up to, um, you know, from the, from the 40s up another couple of degrees, um, up close to 50 degrees. So that tells us that when we want to know how much is potassium, how much is the water that you use for this for pedicas, um, tells us between 60 and 100 is for sure okay. Maybe even probably from 50 up to 100 um, is okay to do for my impression. Now, in some places where they do shrita, um, like in Fort Worth, Texas, there's a shrita there. Um, they use their, their tap water comes from um, lakes and reservoirs. It's called surface water, um, and it's affected by temperature. But it's pretty warm weather over there, so there. Um, that water in that water um, in the middle of the winter was 59 degrees, um, which just seems seemingly would be good enough for for our needs over here. Uh, and that water is considered pressure whenever it is. But um, back in Chicago, as I mentioned, um, the water comes out at 42 degrees. Um, so th that would seem like that that water is also coming. That's coming from a lake. Uh, but that water comes comes in, out of the tap at about 42 degrees in the middle of the winter. 
or I mentioned Wyndham comes out even less than that in the 30s or the, or the mid-40s comes out the water of the also. So um, seemingly that water is water that does not, um, it's not hot enough, it's not warm enough to be considered parshim. And if you just took cold water from those places to do a bedikas chutz, seemingly that water would not be warm enough to qualify for what this thing is that you're supposed to have um, warm water, my parshim, when you do this kind of nefitha to see um, whether there's a hole in the lung. Okay, so now that we've talked, that's water temperature for bedikas. Again, we talked about malicha, and we're going to now move to a malicha topic. That was a, related to a bedika topic. Uh, that's like this. The Gemara, I, I mentioned that the first step in um, malicha is to do hadacha rishayna, the first rinsing. To you soak, you, you, you soak the meat in water for a half, we do it for a half an hour. Um, so the Gemara says you have to do it. And the Bishayshif has different reasons, Rishonim have different reasons for why, what's the reason for this Hadoch Rishonim? Why is it that you're mechuyiv to do Hadoch Rishonim? So, one of the things he brings is um, that some people say that you do Hadoch Rishonim in order to soften the meat, um, which would allow the salt to get in better. Um, and the Mordechai, and Rav Yoh, the Mordechai says, no, it can't be. It can't be that soaking the meat is in order to make it softer, because just the opposite. We see from these other dinim that, um, from, from this din of the, the bedika that you're making on, on a lung, that soaking water constricts the, the pores and makes, closes up holes. So how can it be that soaking in water is there to help open the pores to allow malicha to be more effective, when we see from that other din, that um, we see from the din that when you're trying to check a lung, that soaking in the, soaking the meat is going to make the pores gonna be constricted. Okay, that's what they argue. They say, no, it can't be that the reason is to soften up the meat to make malicha work better. And to that, when the Bajajah brings their sheet that they're saying that, Bajajah argues, says, no, that's not true. They're not correct about that. Because he says, only the very coldest waters and had that effect. He says like this, he says, but ain't what they said is not correct, but they said that soaking in water will constrict the pores is not true. It's only true, what? Only in the very cold lands, I mean, I guess in the more northerly countries, really cold places, in the very dead of winter when it's really, really cold. And so in those cases, the water would have that effect, which is to say, it's usually the Shri, the Adach of Yishayna, has the effect of opening the pores and allowing the Malicha to be more effective. In some really cold places where it's really cold water, then you'd have, you'd have this problem. And then he says, and so what should you do if you talk in those places? So he says, So just warm up the water a little bit, just put over the fire for a drop to take off this ice-cold freeziness and take it away from that. Um, so the Bishayser says, is, it's, they're not correct. You do, there is no, um, it's not, the, the water will not close up the pores, but rather only if the water is super cold. Now, just before we go on, I'll mention that even though we talk, he talks about super cold, wo- very cold water, the presence of ice, the Ramah makes up, mentions in Samaches, that the fact that there's some ice on the meat doesn't uh, prevent Malicha from being effective. He knocked the ice off, so the, so the salt can get on, and it's fine. The point here is that it's soaking in ice-cold water. That's what would cause the problem. Now, um, s- the, none of the parts can bring, none of the later uh, parts can bring this Mordechai and Ravio, that soaking in, in water will, will prevent the militia from being effective. Um, and the Mechabit doesn't bring any shita. It doesn't say anything about how the temperature for the for the 
Hadachah Rishon water. Okay, he doesn't bring that that whole din is not brought. This din that he said there's a certain temperature is not brought. The Machaber doesn't bring it, but some later Achronim, Rabbi Gadlin and Kriker and Rav and others bring um, this base Yosef that you should not use the water that's super cold. Okay, what he called the Artsas Akaras of Bizman Hakara Gadol. You should not be using that. Um, um, so you should not, you should do like what the Mishnah says. That again, the Mordechai said you can never use any soaking of water will close up the pores. That would have that effect. The says, no, it's only true in the very cold waters. Because the the Shulchan doesn't bring that in, but these Achronim are mentioning that yes, you should be machped and not use water that's super cold. Now the Dakichuva talks about. Please, President, how come no one seems to be mocked on that? You know, so Yidin lived in very cold countries, and no one seemed to be mocked on a temperature um, um, uh, that there had to be a certain, that if the water was too cold, then you shouldn't do the hadach in that, you shouldn't do the shri in that water. Um, so, thinking about that, again, Dr. Chuba brings answers as to why it might not be true. So one thing is, um, that um, there are, as I mentioned, there are some places where the tap water would in fact be too cold to qualify. Um, we talk about in Wyndham, when the water comes out of the tap, in, in could come out in the 30s, or maybe the low 40s, um, and, and the whole the whole hadocha happens in a refrigerated room, which is in under 40 degrees, so it's a it's a cold room with with potentially with very cold water in the winter, um, seemingly would not would be, not be what the Shukran would have allowed. Maybe even in Chicago, also the water might be too cold, um, uh, or in this area, for the water might be too cold, to, and, and might be what the Shukran didn't want. But it, it, but they say it didn't want. But it's worth noting, the Chazanish says, uh, you do not have to be mocked on this, this sheet of the Beis Okay, the Chazanish has um, different reasons. Um, among his reasons are that when the Gemara said that you can't put a lung into water, the Gemara, the Gemara was talking about putting it into the water for a short time. You just do the Badika. He says that might have the effect of closing up the pores. But if you leave it in for a long time, like a Shriya, it would have the opposite effect. It would open things up and would not be a problem. Um, and he says, um, he says, Lamai said the minig is not to be, not to be makkul for this basin. The basin said you have to, you can't do, uh, if it's a very, very cold place and very cold water, you should not do, you cannot do shriya yeah? there. Um, and Chazanish says not to be makkul. He says the minig is not to be makkul. Uh, note that there are two hashkachot that I know of uh, that are makkul. One says the water has to be over 50 degrees when you do Adach uh, One says 42 degrees. I'm not sure where the 42 degrees came from, but again, these, these, well, I know it comes up. These are they're uh, a judgment of that's considered under those temperatures is water that's so cold that is what the Beisheshev would have said you're not allowed to use. Um, therefore, the Makhbed in it. But others are not Makhbed. Again, like the Chazanish says, to not be Makhbed on this uh, this point that the Beisheshev made.